Welcome to our Roots Say That We're Sisters podcast. This podcast series is sponsored by the Marquette Forum with support from Marquette University's Office of Institutional Diversity and Inclusion and the Haggerty Museum of Art. It's an extension of a Marquette University mural project to highlight and uplift diverse women-identified individuals whose images and contributions have been systematically made invisible. The artist, Mauricio Ramirez, used photographs of BIPOC women associated with Marquette as inspiration for the images in the mural. The Our Roots Say That We're Sisters podcast preserves the stories of female-identifying students, faculty, staff, and alumni who've used their gifts to make a meaningful impact on others, especially those who remain unsung heroes. I'm your host, Sheena Carey, from the Diedrich College of Communication. Joining us today is John Ray Stowers, Associate Director of EOP Student Support Services. Welcome, and thank you for joining us. And what's the story you want to share with us today? Oh, thank you, Sheena. Thank you so much for having me today. When asked that question, I'm thinking, like, what story do I share? <laughs> I have so many. You know, it brought me back to, like, my mom. Like, how did I get to be who I am today, and how did I get where I am today and essentially it was my mom and I, I thought about like growing up my mom was a single parent I'm the youngest of three I have an older sister older brother 10 years eight years apart and so I just remember when I was six my um, older sister was getting married she was 16 and she she was with child and her uh, boyfriend at the time was going to the military and so whatever that was I just remember at that point you know my mom really if she hadn't done it before, it was at that moment that I realized, like, education was important. And she was adamant about I was going to do well in school and I was going to go to college. And so, you know, my brother had his own journey <laughs> in life. And uh, I just remember uh, she was from East St. Louis, uh, raised with six sisters. Uh, well, there were six girls. She was the third oldest. So very strong, strong woman. And um, we moved back to East St. Louis. So I'm from East St. Louis. We moved to Milwaukee when I was three, moved back to East St. Louis uh, for fifth grade, and then came back. And I remember we were trying to figure out. These are memories that just this question brought up. Like, we were trying to figure out what school I was going to go to. And I remember it was between Morris and John Muir. And Morris was, you know, indeed for the gift and ta gifted and talented. But John Muir specifically had it in writing on the paper. My mom was like, because you're gifted and you're talented and you're going to John Muir. And I remember like, yep, you know, I'm going there. And then from Muir, I went to King. And King was all about college prep because it was you're going to college and um, as a first generation student I remember it was key for me to lock in to people who had been there and my mom was very adamant about that I did a lot of things at a young age I was a latchkey kid getting home I remember my fourth grade teacher was making sure that I crossed the bridge I went to Green Bay Avenue school you know I don't know if you were supposed to do that or not but making sure I got across the bridge and then my mom she was a minister she was an evangelist at the time later became a pastor um, so just watching her uh, go through the, the channels of life, and always surrounded by, uh, by people. My first job, I was in seventh grade 
working with as a tutor at Silver Spring Neighborhood Center. And so that kind of created the foundation of like my love for people, education, how do I, you know, get the the young people to work together and connect and have fun while learning. And it just carried over to, you know, going to King, being involved, going to UW Parkside for undergrad, enjoying that experience. I was an RA, I was um, secretary of the Black Student Union, in the sorority, all the things. And I loved higher ed. I loved people. I loved connecting people. I loved meeting people. And it kind of created who you see today, a, a black woman in higher education, giving the students all that I got. And it is um, me making sure that they understand that my journey, I'm very transparent and honest and authentic with them and um, helping them get through their time at Marquette, their journey through Marquette. Okay, well, see, now that's the the first five questions are already (laughs) answered, so I don't even have to ask those. So I want to kind of look a little bit more deeply into the the role that your identity has played in um, the choices that you've made and the the path that you've you've set yourself on. Mm -hmm. So how how has um, your identity as a, a black woman really informed the choices that you've been making? Yeah, well, raised by a black woman. So I, like I said, watched my mom, watched my mom, you know, go through things, hard things, easy things, fun things, sad things. And so I think that uh, through it all, she was a pastor, she was a minister. So it was like, with God, all things are possible. Even on her worst days, you know, God gonna get me through this. And I think that no matter what I go through today, it's always like, okay, God, you're on. Like, I know God is tired of me. And I think that's what I love about working at Marquette is, you know, to see God in all things, that I get to actually say that and not feel like, oh, I said God at, at work, you know. Um, and so even with the young people, when I'm working with them, I'm like, you a believer? Because if, if you believe, then you already know this is done. And so I think that uh, the core of who I am is like a, a child of God, because I'm like, okay, daddy. and But then also, um, I'm a connector. I'm all about the people and making people um, feel good. And I think that's, that is that is the root of who I am and how I move through the world. How has the mural project resonated for you? Oh, gosh. <laughs> so that gets me emotional um, because our roots say that we are sisters. It just made me think about my mom passed away in 2014, and I remember being in, in a very, very, very dark place. Oh, I, I, I can't cry on here, right? Like, a very, very dark place trying to figure out, like, what do I do now? Right. Like I don't have the matriarch. I have my older sister, you know, who's great in her own right. But like that, um, that, 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 that solid, like John Ray, you should do this. You should do that. Or, you know, let me bounce this idea off of you. You know, you can't bounce ideas off everybody because it can go in different directions. So with the mural project, it just makes me think of like when my mom passed, I uh, created what we call the Divas Brunch. And that was my cry for help my cry for healing and I needed to bring women around me who could who could help me who I knew like women we can do all things and so by um having a motivational speaker having uh it was all women vendors at the time women who had you know the thought at the time was that if you needed anything you can call on a woman 
And so with this, it's like, if you need anything, you can call on your sister, right? Because I feel like with sisters, there's a responsibility. When I say that you're my sister, that means I have a responsibility to you to make sure you are you are okay, that your needs are met. And, and so that birthed the brunch. It birthed uh, women connecting, women networking, women being motivated, um, connections long beyond the brunch. And so that is like really what I think when I think about the mural. What would you say has been Marquette's impact on women of color? I (laughs) I think Marquette tries really, really hard. I think that women of color on Marquette's campus must be intentional about connecting with each other. I don't think that it's going to naturally just happen right? We may work in the same office and we connect that way, but across campus, I think that we have to be intentional about bringing each other together. There was a time where I would pull lunches together with women of color just so we can connect, get to know each other, and find out about the the offices. But I would say for me personally, though, being on Marquette's campus is where I found my purpose and my why. I worked uh, in Upper Bound in 2001. That's where I really got started with Bound and fell in love with the campus, fell in love with the students, and really began to say like, okay, this is what I want to do for the rest of my life. And here we are 20 something odd years later, and I'm still there. Well, I'm back, but I'm, I'm still, you know, with young people and helping them matriculate at Marquette. Excellent. So other than your mother, because I know she's been a strong force in your life, who are some of the other women who have been inspirational for you? Uh, hands down, Bridget Johnson. She's She was my college recruiter. We have parallel lives, which is interesting. She's married to a man in law enforcement. I am too. We both have two girls. But she recruited me from King to go to Parkside. I was supposed to go to the South, to an HBCU, <laughs> but we didn't have the money. And so she's, I remember her telling me she would give me the, the Southern experience that I was looking for <laughs> some way or another. <laughs> so here I am. You know, we, I'm, I'm in a sorority, so there's that. But um, she really helped my hand through college because I didn't know what I was doing being a uh, first generation financial aid advisors all of that I'm like what is an advisor my my counselor my guidance counselor you know so even helping me understand the language Tammy Belton Davis if you are familiar with her very instrumental in uh, having me teach in the community having me do, uh, do workshops in the community um, she's just a strong force uh, amazing woman strong woman Rashida Liberty, uh, who's a graduate of Marquette, uh, she is actually the president of our sorority, a Sigma Gamma Rho Sorority Incorporated. Uh, she's the president, our international president from Marquette University, from Wisconsin. So it just shows, like, we are some bad women. <laughs> like, she's, I'm like, international. Dr. Marika Tipton, who's also an alum of Marquette, EOP. It's crazy how, like, all of these people are EOP, connected to me, and right, and here I am, yeah. So, um, and, you know, Dr. Tipton, first lady, mental health counselor, teacher, all the things. She's phenomenal. And she's one of those go get em type of women. Like, if you want it, go get it. What you waiting on? Go, go do the things. So, phenomenal. So this the forum for this year, the theme has, has been revolving around ideas of self-care and wellness, balance, healing. What are some of the things that you do? Cry. No. 
No, I am a crybaby. I think that's how I release. Like, when I feel, like, uh, what do you call it, an empath? Like, when I feel, I feel. And so I'm going to cry. I'm going to, you know. But for self-care, I love silence. I love, like, getting away. You could give me a hotel room and just let me just do me sleep when I want to, you know, turn the TV on when I want to, read when I want to. So just alone time and silence. I'm a massage queen, any of those sort of things. I love motivational speakers. So, like, if it's a YouTube video, I just love being inspired. So just that alone time allows me to have time to do those things that I love. Well, you did talk about the Diva Brunch as a way of sort of healing yourself. What are some other things that women of color have done in support of you and in your healing? Um, so outside of the brunch, um, just showing up, just showing up when they know that I have things that they can support. So, and that, I think that was, that for me was huge. Like who's going to show up when I need somebody to be there, whether it's an event that I'm hosting, an event where I'm speaking at, or if I'm sick or need help with my children, I have a wonderful circle of friends that are adamant about showing me that I'm, I got you. And I pray that I show them that I got them as well. So it's it's a reciprocal relationship with the <laughs> back and forth. So I think that has really helped me a lot, you know, with healing. So what impact do you hope to have on women of color? Those who are coming behind you, those who've maybe gone before you but are looking back. Yeah. I truly hope I inspire them to do it. I truly hope I inspire them first and foremost, but just to do it. Oftentimes we overthink processes and, you know, I don't overthink. I'm like, let's just do it. You know, if it fails, it just fails, but let's just do it. Because if you think about it too much, you will think yourself right out of doing it. And so I hope that women see me out here being, you know, just a good person a good spirit, a good energy that they want to be around, that they see, like, if it's something that they want, go get it, and that they can lean in and depend on women. Because a lot of times we don't trust women. Um, so I hope they see me and see, like, that's somebody I can trust. That's somebody I can talk to. What are your hopes for the future, not only um, for yourself and for the, the babies that you're taking care of, um, both those that are yours and those that are others, um, and uh, the future of Marquette? So I, I really want to be, I'm a philanthropist now, but I really want to be a strong, <laughs> strong money, money, money <laughs> philanthropist. Um, I give out scholarships too. Uh, so at the brunch, I give out scholarships. And I, my, my dream is to give out more and to be like an emergency funding spot when students are, are in a jam or they, you know, need fees for X, Y, and Z. I did start a, a foundation, so I do have a legacy foundation in honor of my mom. And so my hope is to build that so that I can do more in the community. Now, is it called Legacy Foundation? It's Jazzy Ray Legacy Foundation. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Excellent. So what else would you like the community to know about you and your journey? I think that um, I would like people to know that I am here to serve, and um, I want to make sure that if there is a need, if I can't help with that, that I can connect people to the person or the people who can help them be great. All right. Thank you so much for sharing your story. Thank you so much.
Your story stands as a testament to the amazing stories in our community yet to be uncovered. Our roots say that we're sisters podcast and the mural project seek to make these stories visible. Again, thanks to our sponsor, the Marquette Forum, Marquette's Office of Institutional Diversity and Inclusion, and the Haggerty Museum of Art for your support for this project.